Our episode this week is about SAMR. You'll hear some people say it's SAMR, but those people are wrong. It's SAMR. It's also Jeff. It's not either. Stop it, Elizabeth Armstrong. <laughs> Guess who's here with me today? <laughs> Hello. Elizabeth Armstrong is here, and I am merely Kevin Fairchild. We're here to talk about substitution, augmentation, modification, and redefinition. This is a model for how instructional technology gets embedded into tasks. It is not a ladder. It's not a goal. It's not a thing where if I'm at substitution, then I am less than if I am at augmentation or modification. It's a way of describing how instructional technology changes the task that you're trying to do in the classroom. It was developed by Dr. Ruben Puentadura, and I hope I said that right. And if not, I'm I, glad you took that one. And if not, I apologize because names are important. And his model is again the four levels substitution, augmentation, modification, and redefinition. The idea is that instructional technology can be used to change what is going on in the classroom, but it doesn't have to. Sometimes it is a direct substitution. So if the technology acts as a direct substitute for using a lower technology like a pencil and paper, but there's no functional change in the activity, then we describe that as substitution. That's the S in the SAMR model. The A stands for augmentation, and that would be when the technology acts as a direct tool substitute, but there is some functional improvement. And the example of that might be uh, including pictures in a WordPress word processed document. Um, you could do that, I guess, if you're drawing, but most people aren't good at drawing. That. So the M is for modification. Modification now means that the task, what you're asking the students to do, has been changed because of the presence of technology. What I'm asking the students to do is significantly different because we have Chromebooks or iPads or Ozobots or whatever we're using. And then the R, the fourth in the SAMR, is called redefinition. And the idea is that technology now it redesigns the task in a way that is previously inconceivable, that you cannot do it without the Chromebook or iPad or Sphero or Bebot or whatever it is. So there's the four levels, and you'll sometimes see illustrations of those as like different coffees or the deep end of the pool or whatever. And I'm, I, I hesitate about those. I'm, I'm ambivalent about those because uh, uh, like any metaphor, it doesn't really get to the heart of it. And it also a lot of times implies a ladder. It implies that I need to move from substitution to augmentation to modification and then to redefinition. And that's, that's my goal. When in fact, this is supposed to be a descriptive matrix, not a prescriptive where, oh, you're a bad teacher if you're only substituting 
or you're a bad teacher if you're not getting up to the R. I really want to talk a little bit about the why we want to do this in the classroom um, before we jump into some examples, which I think are really important as well. Um, but I just, I kind of want to talk about lesson design. And this is really a piece of that when we're really looking at designing good learning activities for our students in the classroom. Um, and for me, it really is about the outcome. What am I going to get from my students? Am I going to get a better product if I apply SAMR to my, my, um, design thinking as I'm creating these learning activities for them? And so I really love Marlena. Oh, how do you say your last name? Hayburn. Hayburn. Um, I love her. I think, I apologize, Marlena. That's <laughs> Names are important. Names are important. Names are important. So I really want to get that right. And I read it and I thought, I'm not sure how to say that. Um, but I love when she said that, you know, technology isn't really, it's not supposed to be the focus. It's the missing piece. And when you think about the SAMR model and you think about how you're going to apply that and integrate that in your classroom, um, I think that it's really important to realize what is going to happen, that transformation that's going to happen is not just for the teacher, not just for the classroom environment, but for the students and what they are actually producing. And I also love that um, you said substitution is not, you know, we're not going up a ladder. We are, go we are using this ladder just to think about how we are integrating that into our, into our lesson design. So I think that's really important to realize that I, you know, I use substitution all the time. I, you know, I also am at the augmentation, modification, redefinition, depending on what we're doing, but you cannot live in redefinition all the time. You will drown and your students will drown. And, <laughs> and similarly, I mean, it, it, I'm going to make an analogy to depth of knowledge, mm -hmm. but I don't want it. I don't want anybody thinking that SAMR apply is, is a corollary for depth of knowledge. Yeah. But what you just said is you can't live in redefinition every minute of the day in your classroom the same way that you can't do DOK4 activities every minute of every day. Sometimes you have to do DOK1 and DOK2. That's fine. So it's exactly the same thing where it's it's unfortunate that it's come to be seen sometimes as a hierarchy or one thing is better than another or, oh, you're only doing augmentation. That's not the way it's supposed no, to be. Not at all. And also you brought up um, DOK, and um, I have also seen SAMR being modeled along Bloom's taxonomy. And I think that's a little bit tricky, too, because, again, you know, Bloom's taxonomy is asking you to go up a ladder, more or less, and it's okay to, I think, look at Bloom's taxonomy and then SAMR, but maybe not the other way around. You wouldn't want to start with SAMR and say, oh, I need to be here with Bloom's taxonomy. They're not – how do, they don't work – Together they're not necessarily, they're not supposed to. Yeah, it's not it's it's not a a one to one or a, exactly. It, it's not a, a it's not a relationship back and forth where you can say, oh, because I'm because I'm doing a, a, a redefinition task, then I'm at such and such level on Bloom's taxonomy that exactly. doesn't work that way. Exactly, but it's also just really that um, engagement piece I think for students, and again that product that they are going to be able to create, and again getting the students to create in the classroom is super powerful, and so I think that part is really important to focus on. That's kind of the what and the and the what and the why. Uh, but to give some examples, I know that was the part that I struggled with the most when I first heard about SAMR a few years ago. You know, it always takes a little while to under, fully understand something, a concept like this. 
Um, and I really struggled with that. Okay, so that's great. I'm an English teacher. What does that look like in an English class? I get, you know, straight substitution. I'm going to read the novel maybe on the Chromebook or through StudySync or what, you know, whatever online format you have instead of I'm reading the paper copy. So, so I understand that that's substitution more or less. So there's a direct substitution, as you yep. say, but no functional change. No the functional change. The student is change. still reading. Exactly. And they can still annotate either way, but they're, it's slightly different, but they're still doing the same task, the same skill. They're not doing anything different. So that makes sense to me. A worksheet, you know, I've literally typed, taken my printed out worksheets and typed them in Google Docs and put them out to my students. And again, they're just typing instead of writing. So not a, not a big change. So how would you then augment that if we're going to move from substitution to augmentation? How would you augment that? So augmenting, I think, looks a little bit like um, you mentioned earlier about students being able to insert images. Maybe as they're annotating, they can insert images or they can insert um, even audio in some places. Um, one of the things that I really loved about having my students turn in their essays, for example, online, you know, type it instead of printing it out, they turn it in online, which, by the way, saved my fingers from writing all those comments. Let me just tell you, I had to stop wearing the Band-Aid. English teachers will know what I'm talking about. Um, so that was great. Um, but it also allowed me to do voice audio comments. And I found myself having conversations with my students, which was pretty amazing. They were one way. But it just made it a lot more personable, and I was also able to give more feedback. So I started actually giving positive feedback along with what they needed to work on because I had more space to be able to do that. And so I loved that feature. So there's the functional improvement right there that leads to augmentation level, right? Absolutely. Because essentially it's the same task. It's a, an essay that students will write and then you respond to it, but there's some functional improvement either with the images or mm -hmm. the audio feedback. Absolutely. What would that look like mm. as we modify? <clears throat> and and, and moving from augmentation to modification is a significant leap. That's mm -hmm. a, that's a, 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 a shift because this is where the task gets redesigned. It's not the same task anymore. Now it's something different. So what would that look like? I think that looks like um, collaboration with students, being able to work um, together on a project and create a multimedia type presentation of maybe something, um, and I'm actually looking at your example right now. Uh, you put together a really, really great example, cross-curricular examples that you can apply SAMR to. Looking at studying characters in a novel, students would be able to work together collaboratively to create a multimedia presentation and analyze a particular character, and they can use all sorts of different um, tools to be able to do that. Not only that, they would be able to work collaboratively outside of the classroom without having to meet face-to-face and be able to produce that maybe without ever having spoken face-to-face -to -face together because they can use the Google tools that we have that allow commenting, that allow multi-editors and all of those great collaboration features. And they're gonna create something that is a little bit different than just an essay. And they're not gonna have to do it necessarily within the four walls of the classroom. And one way I've used that actually if I have two sections of the same class, I no longer have to limit my students to working with groups within their own class. 
And that's pretty amazing. So we've redesigned the task. Mm -hmm. That's the hallmark of the M and R levels in SAMR is the task is no longer the same. We're asking students to do something different. Absolutely. What would the R level look like? So the R level is, I think, you know, I struggle a lot with modification to redefinition because I do think that they're very similar. Um, I think if you're modifying that task using technology and then to actually redefine it, to take it to that next level, for me, I've always seen that as um, we kind of use the term app smashing. Um, And that just means that you're using multiple tech tools to complete the objective. And I feel like for redefinition, um, I think creating a video, doing something like that, um, and using other pieces, so maybe it's the video with the presentation, um, and you are using the tools outside of the classroom to collaborate with each other in your group as you're creating that, I think that's where the redefinition happens. One of the things that I, I like about, that I see in redefinition a lot the hallmark of redefinition is that you can't do it without the technology. Right. The, whatever you're designing this activity depends on the technology. And one of the very powerful things that we have now is this worldwide network. Right. So collaborating right. with students around the world, mm-hmm. uh, mystery Skypes or any kind of connection with other schools um, mm-hmm. in either in the United States or some other place or Experts, bringing in experts Mm -hmm. to talk to the class. If you're designing, uh, if the students are designing some kind of structure, bring in an architect. If they're trying to learn about uh, different biomes, you can bring in a a biologist. So there's that kind of networking Mm -hmm. is, again, the hallmark of redefinition You can't do it without the technology. You are just making me think of Seesaw and the ability um, within Seesaw for that connection to classrooms across the world. And that's a really powerful tool when you think about students posting. And, you know, within Seesaw, students can choose to post, you know, what projects they're going to share with this blog. So it's not like students can see everything in every class. But how powerful is that to have a student from across the world look at a project your student has created and provide feedback and comments and learn from each other? That is extremely powerful. Now, that's a lot of English language arts, but I do think there's writing and other, you know, across all curriculum. So I think that applies in different curriculum. But I think it's important that um, we look at other subject matters as well. And we are going to have in the... um, notes later, a diagram that you put together that I think is really amazing that um, talks about different ways you can use this in math, science, social science, and other subjects. So this is something you can think about as you're designing your lessons and just how do I put that piece in there? How do I pull from my toolbox all of those options and resources that are available to us that is going to best meet the needs of my students? create a place for them to actually present their best knowledge in the best way that they can and apply the SAMR model thinking in those ways. I think it's one of the, what I really like about what you just said is it's one of the things that I want to consider when I'm designing lessons. Mm -hmm. As I am looking at the kinds of tasks that I'm asking students to do, I want to make sure that there's a variety of 
different levels that I'm not always asking students to work in substitution. I'm not always asking them to work in redefinition, but that I'm moving around and, and I'm giving different, uh, using the appropriate level for the appropriate task. And that's the essence of lesson design. Absolutely. Absolutely. It is so hard to meet the needs of all of our students in our classroom. And we all know that no matter what we do, somebody's not going to like it. Somebody's going to say something uh, and they're going to you know, give you that face. And we all know that. So if we offer different ways of doing things, then we can hopefully at some point make everyone happy at some point. Right. At least they'll like one of the projects, hopefully. Sure. Absolutely. So we will have, as Elizabeth said, we will have a lot of information about SAMR and some resources for you on our show notes page. Yep. And thank you for listening. Just the two of them. I blew it. Sorry. We got to do it again. Yeah. Awesome. Well, if that's the worst mistake we make, we'll be in good shape. So.